I don't believe this. Came in off the tree and just look at this. Well, that is unbelievable. I haven't seen that in such a long time. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bogey or Better. Um, I'm Dylan. We've got Cam with us. How, Cam, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, we, uh, we got to play today, so yeah. that was fun. And then even though you got called in to work, which you didn't even have to work. <sighs> yeah, that was, uh, that was awesome. Got so called then me, in. me and Tony finished our 18 holes, and then we went back and played another nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was... Uh, he was doing really good, and I was just trying to help him. You know, because he, he plays, like, he hits it so hard. Yeah. And so, like, when you'll hit an 8-iron, I'll hit a 9-iron. He'll hit a pitching wedge, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, but his dispersion is all over the place. So I was mm-hmm. just trying to help him see that just club up and swing smooth. Not necessarily less distance, but just smoother. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Man, I'm loving this." <laughs> he was he was playing really good. He had some really good shots, and he hit the pin. It was <laughs> it was really impressive on hole 10, 11, 12, 13, That gotcha. par five. So he he put one right, then put one in the fairway. So his third shot was from like 150 yards away, mm-hmm. and then he hit like a tight little cut. And I'm like, "Oh, this is that's headed right for the pin." And it sounded like a shotgun went off. <laughs> he hit that pin so. And normally, when you hit the pin, it's a bad thing because it like throws yeah. that ball somewhere all over the place. But it just pushed it a little further back, and it stayed on the green. But it was so loud, like people from other tee boxes turned over because they <laughs> felt like he dunked it like straight in the cup or something. That's awesome. So no matter what else he did throughout the day, he was just like, "Man, feels good to hit the pin." Oh yeah. <laughs> It was awesome though. Yeah, every time yeah. I've I've hit the pin, it's always been bad. It's always ricocheted like thirty feet. Yeah, and then when you have a lot of backspin, yeah, it like it makes it even worse. But you, we both weren't very on it today. No, it was not this, a good round. Yeah, this was a very off day for both of us. I think you know, we put. I got through nine, so I think I shot a forty-four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's that's just not that's kind of nasty. Um, and I, off the tee, both of us were fine. Yeah, I mean, we were we were really striking it well off the tee. Um, but I, you were just kind of missing the greens. You were you you were making good contact. You were just kind of missing the greens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the life of me, I could not strike a pure shot. I was thinning every single shot, even. 100-yard wedges, I was just thinning. Yeah, um, which is odd because that's usually my thing. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I just wasn't staying down, and I might have been shifting a little bit too much weight. Um, but it, it was very strange. Um, I did hit a really nice shot that I was kind of proud of with my new um, Malt B 8-iron. Um, out of the woods, I was like on just hard dirt and I took a little three quarter swing and flew nice and it had some spin on it and got it on the green, um, on the back, 
back edge of the green, so that was nice. But, uh, yeah, just nothing was wrong with the clubs. Just just kind of a bummer of a round when nothing feels to go right. Because even, like, chipping was bad. Put, our putting was not very good. Yeah. And it what is. stinks is because my putting was just phenomenal yesterday. Right. Like, it was just so good. And today, it, it had rained really bad this morning. Yeah. And everything was wet, but the greens were still really quick. Yeah, they were skidding. They were skid. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it was not, not no matter if, even if you put it online, it was really tough to get the speed and and the line correct. Yeah. But I got a new putter and new it, putter alert. It is so great, guys. So I had like the pyramid putter before and it was fine, but Dylan noticed too. I just nothing was feeling right. The putts were just offline. Speed was wrong. I wasn't feeling confident. So I went and got a putter fitting, and then I got the Scotty Cameron Squareback 2. It's the 2020 version of the Squareback, and it's bigger, like longer and wider than the regular blade that most people would use. And it has the smaller grip, the ones that we were talking about last week, and it feels really good. Like, you got to... You I don't think you putt with it. You just did a couple swings with it. Yeah. Um and I hate blades uh yeah. with a passion. I am very anti-blade, but I just don't like the way it looks looking down and it doesn't give me confidence. Um but with that one, I can tell like I I I I feel confident with that one. It still has that blade look, but you know, it's it's wide and it's got some forgiveness to it for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I could see myself feeling pretty confident over that putter. Yeah, and that's a big thing for me. It's just when I get over the ball, I, I have that putter in my hands. And then all I got to do is just hit it. Like I don't overthink it. Sometimes it's going to go in, sometimes it's not. But every time I always felt like I was doing what I was supposed to and the putts weren't dropping because of the putter. And maybe that's the case, maybe it's not. But this putter, man, it looks so nice mm-hmm. and... I just like I, I figure out where I'm going and the forgiveness is really good being that even though it looks like a blade and feels like one, it has the forgiveness of a mallet mm-hmm. in a sense. It's not just straight, just tiny little putter and you just got to hit it because I've had a blade before and it's just a little tough for me to gauge distance with uh, a blade, just the extra weight on it. But I may mess around with the weights on that Scotty Cameron because, I mean, you're able to. You know, it just has the 10 grams in it. Uh, if I want to, I might take the heel weight and make it a little heavier mm-hmm. so that the toe doesn't drop as much, I think is how you can do it. Yeah. And then I can just focus more on straight back strokes. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to have a nice arc to it. But I can play around with it and see kind of just what what feels better. But those greens today, man, were really, really fast. Very and fast. if you were above the hole, you could easily yeah. putt off the green. <laughs> it was it was kind of a nightmare. Um, you hit one putt that <laughs> was, it was just insane. It, it it barely went by on the left edge, and then it started to curve slowly around and almost came right back into the hole. Yeah, like it was up high and then came back around, like fully just riding the edge, and then 
it never actually fell in. It didn't, you know, it's not like I hit it in the hole, but it was too fast and it just like whipped around. It just was a little high and it trickled down and then came back down. So it went all the way around without getting on the edge. It was so, (laughs) it was just one of those days. Yeah. One of those putting days. And then, like you said, off the tee, we were okay. But man, just nothing was feeling great chipping wise. We had some okay chips, but yeah. it was really wet. So any any poor swing was not rewarded yeah. at all. I don't know if I was just maybe afraid of the wet ground and I didn't want to stay down. Maybe that was why I was thinning everything. I'm not I'm not sure. It was just it was very odd. Usually if I, if I'm gonna do anything, I usually chunk it. Yeah, um, and that's the thing, because especially with just how you naturally flight the ball, that just is not you normally don't thin it. <laughs> yeah, usually I'm pretty steep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just was super, way too shallow today. So I don't know, hopefully that'll work itself out for, for next Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, our 2v2 finals are the third, this is our match. third round. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be awesome. I think everybody. Oh, go ahead. We basically have the notoriety of uh, Capital One's the match. It's, it's uh, basically it's the same deal. thing. We'll have, Which we'll have, one we'll of have us Charles is Charles Barkley? Barkley. <laughs> yeah, we'll have Charles Barkley commentating and, and all that yeah. stuff. Cool. It's going to be good because I think everybody has really, all of us have gotten better throughout the process. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Then we did the first match and the second one. And it's going to be the best. And I think it's going to be the closest one because the first two weren't very close. Yeah. And I would love it if it was like 18th hole, we were tied, mm-hmm. and you had to win the hole, basically. Yeah. And we're playing a course that I, I think we both love. I, I know I love it. Um, Golden Hills. Um, it's a really pretty course. I love the layout. Greens are some of the best greens around here. Um, it's in Lexington, South Carolina, and it's a, it's a really nice course. It's a tough course, too. It is tough. But there there's times where I've played really well there and I've putted mm-hmm. really well, and there's times where it's just been awful. Yeah. So it just... It's really just going to depend on who can be the... I think this... It's not a very, like, straight course either. So you have to really just play smart. And that kind of bodes well to see who can... Instead of trying to just kill it and be the hero, who can play the smartest. That's probably what's going to set up the win. And then... And then basically whoever wins gets a free meal, right? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah. We have the bragging rights and the free meal and... You know, it won't be our final ever. Well, I'm sure we're going to probably figure something out and maybe create some YouTube content. Um, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. I'd and, like to have, after the after that, have Tony and Adam on. Oh, definitely. And yeah, have just, like, a full podcast. And, and then have them talk about, like, where, how they feel like they've improved and what things that they've done. Because they are, like, in the high... Hot like hundred and ten hundred mm-hmm. players. Yeah. Adam Adam was in. He shot one ninety nine with me. One ninety nine. Well, he shot a ninety nine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I realized as I said it that that would be very confusing. He shot at the score of a ninety nine. Gotcha. Not, <laughs> I realized yeah. that a one ninety nine would be quite one, impressively. That, that would be great. Uh, That'd be a long day of golf. That would be like the people we were playing behind today. Oh God! Don't get me started, Cam. I'm just I'm getting really sick of the of the slow play, man. It, it's I know it's because mostly we've been playing on Saturday, but I mean we we played on Saturday at uh at Wildwood, 
and we were like the only people out there. It seemed like I never saw I saw another I never saw another person. There was one group, one twosome behind us, I think. Yeah, but I mean, we never felt rushed or anything, and that was our that was the day that we weren't playing the greatest. So yeah, and then Windermere as well. We played on Saturday, and it wasn't that bad. It just it, it. I love Charwood, but it's just it, it, they are part of the problem. It's. Uh, I I wonder if it's because they just try to squeeze too many time tea times in. It's, it's got to be because every it seems like every Saturday we play, we're in a line to, to tee start. off on one. Yeah. And they won't let for, for the life of me, I don't know why they won't let anyone tee off on ten. Yeah, that just no help. Yeah, to help fix it. I don't know because it really. I'm not sure because they don't have rangers. It's not. No. But then, like, yeah, like you said, today, so we were behind a foursome and it felt like they all were taking multiple shots off the tee box. I don't know if they were, but they were all like, they waited for the groups in front of them to get far enough, like they were going to, you know, drive the ball 350 yards and they all hit it straight into the woods every yeah. single time. Uh. Yeah, I think the the big problem is we're it's just multiple groups of people who don't play golf much right in front of each other, and then we get sucked behind them, and they just I don't know if they just don't know the courtesy of you know for instance if you've got two groups behind you and you've hit your ball in the woods i'm not saying don't look for it i'm just saying don't spend 5 10 minutes looking for it yeah if you look around you can't see it drop it and and, and let and let's go yeah i mean really like what's the big deal if you just put cuz i mean that's kind of how i play like if i hit a shot and it's it's not like totally out of bounds it's just in the woods and but there's like people waiting I'll take a quick look, and if I can't find it, I'll just take the drop and play, and I just won't count the drop yeah. because I probably, I most likely would have been able to found, find it if I could look for it, but I don't want to hold everybody up. Yeah, and, I mean, we're not, we're not playing tournaments, guys. Yeah. We're, this isn't tournament play. Now, if you hit an awful shot like into the water, yeah, you. I mean, if you're gonna play serious, you would probably yeah. you would count that. But if it's just like if it went in the woods and it wasn't like an awful shot. You just don't want to waste time looking for it. If you don't see it, just put a ball down where you think it was and play it, and then everybody keeps going and moving. But it's just it's it's getting to be a problem over there, and I think yeah. it's because that course doesn't. Uh, not only really good golfers play there, like everybody, at any skill level plays there, and you get groups of just people that are not very good. And if you're not good, you just got to keep pace. That's the goal. Yeah. Like just go up there, hit the ball. There's no reason these these guys are taking all these practice swings, and and they'll hit and it, they're watching it go slice in the woods, and nobody's getting ready to tee their ball mm-hmm. up. They're all just standing there watching. I don't know. It's like after you hit a shot, like I'm already like if it's if it looks good, then I tee mine up, and then yeah. I look for yours. Like I don't know why. Yeah. People just stand yeah. around when they could easily keep moving. I don't know. It- very frustrating and it just get it gets us off of you know our our rhythm and oh for sure just waiting around i get I, I get super frustrated waiting yeah and it really gets me frustrated and messes with my mental and so yeah especially if you have a bad hole 
the first mm-hmm. time. Like so, like you just hit a bad hole and you're moving on. You have to sit and wait and stew and like the the best thing about having hitting a bad shot or like a hole where you get a double bogey on is being able to just go to the next tee box and move on. But having yeah. to sit there and just wait on these people and then it's like then you start overthinking your your next shot. Yeah, and it just gets more and more tough. So it's like, but then again, you don't want to play too slow to give yourself some room because people are waiting on you. Right. So like we try and play super quick, but then we get held up and then we play quick and then we get held up. So it's, it gets super frustrating. But when we, when Tony and I played our extra nine, we didn't see a single person. We got it done. We played, me and him played it nine holes in one hour. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's how it should be. I mean, we got up, hit the ball. We had a blast. We, if we had a bad shot, we dropped another one, hit it. Like we, we weren't just like zooming, but we also were, you know, we were we were having a good time and yeah. just trying different stuff. And but we didn't see anybody, and then we played so quickly. So it's really just man when they get, you know, when they they stagger these tee times at like four minutes. If one person's on time and one tee time is like two minutes late, there's a there's a like a pile up right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it just it just keeps on going, keeps on going. So they need to stagger them almost like eight, ten minutes apart to give room for. I think that's what most country clubs do. I would think so. The um, four minutes is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, this is a little too close, especially with the caliber of people that are playing. Um, you know, I know that they try to get them quickly off of one by doing the whole best ball thing on the first hold, but it still doesn't really help that much. No, it would be good, like you said, if they were able to stagger certainty. Like, if it's getting backed up, then have, like, this people tee off on 10. That's what every course does. Like that, That's literally what professional people to, do. Like, yeah. the Masters, they had people tee off on 1 and 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just don't understand the, the thinking behind that. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But, you know, that cheap charwood price ain't bad either. But that's the thing. If you're not a member, it's not that cheap. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Because, I mean, we, we have millennial pricing, which is hilarious. Yeah. But you yeah. just pay your age for the green fees for the month. Yeah. And then you just pay the Super cart cheap. fee. Yeah, but then play. if you're not a member, if you play in the morning, it's like 40-something dollars. Yeah, this is much Golden Hills. Golden yeah. Hills is $42 on the weekend in the morning. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, Charwood's in good shape, though. Oh, I no, mean, yeah. For what it used to be. So it's not like... It's not like they're not charging enough, or no, are they charging a, too much? I think it's a fair price for what you're getting, but you know, it's not like Hidden Valley where it's literally yeah. like twelve dollars <laughs> for eighteen with yeah. like a free hot dog and a drink. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because and then they'll do like a lunch special, yeah. and they have Groupons, so you know it's good. Yeah, but that place is in horrible shape all the time, so. Yeah, I know. Because, like, they have all those houses on there. Mm-hmm. I've actually played it maybe within the past, like, seven months. Oh, really? And it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. I it haven't was, played it in years. It was not great, but it wasn't as bad as... for the. I mean, if you only want to spend, like, 18 bucks, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Yeah. So it just, you know, the, the greens weren't great. It was just a nice... If you were just kind of wanting to go hit a ball around, that's a place to go. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, I'm excited about Golden Hills. Last time I played there was just okay. But I was also just playing by myself. We weren't playing uh, Captain's mm-hmm. Choice or anything. I so. yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited for it. And uh, 
we're going to post something on Instagram um, maybe tomorrow or Monday. Um, just a little poll. See see how people are feeling about each team and who's going to who's going to come out victorious in this third match. It's been it's been exciting. I didn't, you know, I I didn't think that it would come down to to this, but uh Yeah, not uh, after the first not after our first match. I yeah. didn't think it was gonna, I figured the second round it was going to be done. And and now that I think Adams greatly improved and mm-hmm. Tony's improving too. No, you know, to, yeah. don't get me wrong, he's doing really well too. But I think from the first match to the third match, I think Adams improved mm-hmm. probably the most out of any of us. Yeah, definitely. So, which is nice because he's I think he's having way more fun and his yeah. putting and chipping have been awesome. Mm-hmm. He's he's really getting confident with that, which I think is the best for me because that's my that's where I struggle. Yeah. Uh, consistency wise, I can have a great day chipping and putting just like anybody, but when we're playing like a captain's choice setup, it's nice if he's doing well because I can get super aggressive and just try and try and hit the hole basically. Right. And if you if Tony can keep that drive, just even uh, not even straight, but just under control, then it's great for you because I don't think you have to try and swing so hard and get yeah, tired. I mean, really, I think. The main thing I need him to do is to put the ball in the fairway off the tee. Yeah. That just makes me much more comfortable, and I can put a good drive out there. Um, yeah. And usually, I mean, the first round, I mean, he took out his five or six iron, and, I mean, he would crush that thing down the middle 200 yards. I mean, that's all I can, That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah, um, That's that's really it. And, I mean... Honestly, like if Adam's on it with the driver, I may just hit a couple like five irons or four irons into the fairway and let him play. I may take that because he hits it. I mean, pretty much just as far as I do. Yeah. Especially if he can straighten it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some really nice drives out there today, nice and long ones. So I'm hoping to to keep those going. I was I was so focused on my upper body, and then after you left, Dylan, I started rotating the lower body more mm-hmm. to get that club head to get like in that slot really nicely. Yeah. And man, there was some nice ones out there, but it's just yeah. it's a hit or miss club. You you have a really consistent driver, and it's it's very uh, it's very repeatable, and I hate it, but I love <laughs> it. But I hate how it just I don't know. Like I understand what you're doing physically. And then I'm like, all right, my turn, and it just I can't physically <laughs> consistently do the way you do it that way. I don't. The, I've been having a problem with, it and I realized what it was is, I really wasn't changing my swing um, when it came, you know, compared to irons and then driver. Right. And I was seeing, I was I didn't have that that dip in my right shoulder, mm-hmm. and so once so I was I was kind of swinging down at the ball. I wasn't swinging up on it. And so once I figured that out and I started, you know, getting that shoulder lean a little bit and just kind of swinging up at impact, it's it's helped tremendously. Yeah, um, it's just a nice nice draw, consistent, yeah. similar with your three-wood. I mean, they're just... Yeah, my three-wood, I, I just... I, <laughs> I can't miss with that three-wood. I, lo- I love that three-wood so much. Um, I hate that's it. That's the best three-wood I've ever had. And yeah. it's not even real. It's not even real. <laughs> it is a aftermarket it is a counterfeit three wood. Legal, everybody. It is legal. I got it checked out. It is just very fake. <laughs> this is not tailor made. But it feels it feels good. 
And, it uh, actually says Tyler made on it. <laughs> made in China. It's so funny because you got that while we were playing, right? Somebody gave yeah. it to you uh-huh. and you hit it and it was just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I mean, it felt so good and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Sometimes that's just how it works. Like if you try out different clubs, some will just be like they'll just fit the way you swing really well. It doesn't matter what kind it is. That's why like when we because we started working for curated too as golf experts Mm -hmm. and there'll be people I talk to and they're like, I only want something Titleist or Taylor made Mm -hmm. because of the just because of the brand name. Yeah. And it's like, but what? I, I understand, like, because they, they seem nice and they impress people. But, like, if you really, like, if they really want to fix certain things, sometimes it's better to get, like, Cobra or uh, Cleveland clubs. Yeah. I mean, there's Everybody, nothing wrong with that. All them. those brands do, do one thing really good. You know, TaylorMade is obviously the, I would say, the leading golf brand. I mean, they are doing everything consistently. You It used to be just woods were their thing yeah you know, they made the best drivers and the best three woods but now it's like man putters, they're, they're making irons. really good drivers really good irons putters and tp5s I mean, I mean i love those balls and ball yeah and now balls um but you know ping you know ping is famous for their irons and kind of their putters mm-hmm. you know cobra cobra is i would say probably now most known for their drivers as well yeah, um, you know, title is obviously wedges and and, and irons. Their, their Scotty Cameron, and, yeah, and their Scotty Cameron putters and. Um, but that new Titleist driver looks it so does look nice. nice. I want to hit it. Not that I would spend the six hundred dollars <sighs> on a driver. Like, I understand spending money on a putter because this is the only club that you use every hole. Yeah, but I mean, those drivers are expensive, and they look they look great. Like that that TSI, the two is the one that's more for amateur style golfers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's the more forgiving of the drivers. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, it's it, it, I mean they're all ranging the same price. It's really just whatever brand you want. The Sim yeah. drivers, the Mavericks, or the TS yeah. whatever, they're all the same price. It just depends on what you want. You're gonna spend around four fifty for a brand new driver, maybe five hundred. And then and then you're talking like. That's with the stock shaft, yeah. unless you want something better, yeah. then it gets even more expensive. It's outrageous. And like I have the Titleist 910, which is, I mean, that thing's got to be like eight years old. Yeah. It's got to be. But I mean, I hit it far. Mm. There's no doubt about it. It's just kind of, clubs are clubs, you know? At, yeah. The thing is, is like, I guess with commerce, people want, if it's new, it's got to do things way better or this and that. And... You know, clubs are like if you hit them poorly, they're gonna react poorly. That's that's just the nature of golf. You know, there's forgiveness level, but you really have to be able to swing properly for any club to get you there. No. You're gonna get more distance with new clubs usually just because of the technology, but you also have to work on your swing. And I mean, I would I would use used clubs or older clubs until you start getting better. Because like Tony was talking about new irons. But he's like, there's no reason for him to get new irons because they're going to be the same style of iron, just mm-hmm. a little bit newer. Yeah. There's no reason to upgrade until he has you nice need it. Cleveland irons. I mean, yeah. They're super cavity backs and very forgiving. And that's what he needs right now. 
and there's nothing else he needs to change, really. Yeah, especially if he works on his swing, then he'll start really enjoying them. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times people get new clubs because they don't like the clubs they have, yeah. and it's usually not the clubs they have. Like, it's not their fault. <laughs> it's yeah. usually the person swinging them. It's rarely the, the club's fault. Yeah, the only time it's the club's fault is when you're just not getting enough distance or yeah. you're not able to work the ball as much. Those right. are the only times that getting new clubs will fix those problems. Yeah. Even like the draw type drivers, like the Sim draws or the Cleveland launcher draws, like those don't automatically draw the ball. No. They just, uh, the way they're weighted, they encourage the that yeah. heel to drop and it to go from inside to out but i mean you also have to kind of swing that way to get the club to do that it's yeah. not just going to happen automatically yeah but i i've enjoyed working with curated so far it feels good to talk golf with people that almost not necessarily well they need help but they're just looking for something to fix yeah and i like when people are open to all kinds of stuff because mm-hmm. i mean curated has so many different types of clubs that you can get i mean Almost every brand. Yeah, I mean, almost, and then we can get, you know, but if they don't have it in stock, then you're able to get them from wherever mm-hmm. else. And so it, it's it's almost like working at a golf pro shop where you're not also like pigeonholed to sell what they have. Right. It's really just this person has this problem and does this, and they want to fix it. And it's like, well, I, we have a whole Rolodex of information, and can get them the best price, and it's fun. I, yeah. I've enjoyed it because I love I love trying to fix problems that are golf related, and especially like you talk about some of like like if Jim Cameron was needing to or at least he needed to increase his distance, and you realize that how slow his swing speed is like the only, the thing that would fix that because his clubs are fine would be that his shaft, mm-hmm. you know, like just getting like a almost senior flex shaft for him. Right. He would get a ton more distance. Yeah, he he definitely needs to be swinging like a regular regular flex. Yeah, at least. everything he has is stiff. Yeah, and he can't get enough distance. Yeah. But I've been enjoying it. It's going to yeah, be nice. That's fun. The, uh, were you able to watch any of the match? Uh, yeah, I watched probably the front nine. Um, okay, I actually only watched the like the last couple, like the last five holes. So I meant so anything good yeah. that happened on the front nine? Um, well, I mean, just Charles swing. You know, it Charles Barkley for a long time now has had the ugliest swing in golf. <laughs> um, known and, for that, yeah, known for it. And he was on. I don't know if you remember the TV show, The Haney Project. Yeah, um, I loved that show. Uh, Ray Romano was on it. Uh, Michael Phelps. Um, it was like bringing uh, golf to Rush, celebrities, right? Rush Limbaugh, yeah. And uh, and then uh, Charles Barkley was on. And, man, I, Hank Haney, I felt bad for him. He was trying so many different things to get him to stop hesitating in, that, in his downswing. And it would work sometimes, but, I mean, once the show was over, Charles went right back to what he was doing. But Phil... I don't know what he did in the couple <laughs> of weeks that he was playing golf, you know, and preparing for the match with Charles. But man, he did such a good job because, and I think a lot of it is it's mental because Charles was a good golfer when he was younger. Like he was, yeah. he golfed with uh, Michael Jordan all the time. 
and he was good. Um, and he said just something mentally with him just started making him second guess every single part of his swing. And that's why he stops in the middle of his swing. Um, so <clears throat> I think, I think Phil has just done great and his swing was much better. I mean, he still hit some horrible shanks and, and some, some Whoa, rough shots. you said the yeah, word. I, I, I said it. But that's what they were. And <laughs> yeah, the, the top tracer showed like one where he hit it just straight off the hosel. Yep. It was just, it was so funny. But, but he also had some nice ones. Like people yeah. were surprised at he, how uh, he was playing. He lipped out for eagle from like 160 yards out one hole. Jeez, um, that's amazing. Yeah, he, he had those I sweet mean, PXG irons too. Oh, you you know he's gonna be. All of those guys are decked out and. Oh, for and sure. Yeah, but you know Steph Steph Curry is a golfer. Yeah, he I mean, he really he, is. He's legit. Um, you know, obviously there are a few things that he doesn't know how to quite control and, and everything in his like short game. But I mean, he's, he's a legit golfer and I want the shoes he was wearing. Dude, he, yeah, he looked really looks, good. They look so good. Um, it was going to be yeah. tough for them to beat Phil. Yeah. I, I still, I mean, I get that Charles is pretty bad, but. I mean, you still you have one of the best professional golfers ever to play the game. Yeah, uh, I'm like even if he didn't have Charles, I would yeah. still I think Phil could be the team of Steph and Peyton. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. I mean, it was still interesting. Like I yeah. think it I, it was not as interesting as Tiger. No. And Phil with Tom and Peyton because yeah. that was just I, I, I the think- storylines were great. And then I think it was it was a much closer match, too. Oh, yeah. I think they need to keep it to two pros and two amateurs yeah. from now on. I think that'll just keep it a little... Well, maybe they wanted Tiger and he couldn't yeah. do it. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. Because every match has had Phil and Tiger. Yeah. So um, I don't know if maybe he wasn't able to this time. or He's also getting ready for that tournament with his son. I am so excited to watch that. Do you know when that is? Uh, it's next month. Oh, I'm uh, so excited. I think it's sometime. I think it's middle of December or something like that. Um, yes, I am so ready to see little Charlie Woods and Tiger Woods. Charlie Swing is just magical. I mean, it's what you would expect when the kid's father is the greatest golfer in the world. But uh, yeah, because the kid has such free range of motion. Yeah. And can and can just swing beautifully. I mean, even Tiger says that uh-huh. Charlie can swing in ways that he can't. Yeah. He has he is unable to swing like that. Yeah, he, it's just such a such a nice looking swing. Uh, I'm really excited to watch it. I'm excited to see them, and I'm excited to see the dailies. Man, yeah. Uh, well, actually, I don't. I don't know if John's going to play in it or not now because I don't know if how he's doing with his cancer. Oh yeah, I mean he's played a couple tournaments with Has he? cancer. Yeah, okay. I, I think it just depends on how he feels. Yeah, because I love watching him and his his son. His son his little, can his little, hit a drive. Oh, he and he's a big boy too. He is. <laughs> he, he's got a lot of just power like his behind daddy. him. Oh yeah, it's awesome. He, I think he's John Junior, right? Yep, little. They call him Little John. Yeah, man, he's and, good uh, too. He won a tournament yeah. recently for his. Oh like, really? Yeah, one of his youth tournaments. Nice. We're gonna have yeah, some uh, some cool young up and comers when like oh, yeah. you got John's son on the tour and then Charlie. Hopefully, it'd be fun to see Charlie on the tour. Um, 
Charlie's 11 years old, he won his last tournament by eight strokes. He's, uh, <laughs> That's ridiculous. And so let's say, so like, let's say he does like get on the tour by like 20, right? Right. How do you like roughly how old is Tiger? Uh, 44. Yeah. So around that. So like t- Tiger would be like 50, mid 50s when Charlie's yeah, like. I'm, if his back holds up, Tiger's still be playing on the tour. Yeah. How cool would that be to see them yeah, both on awesome. the tour? Yeah. Then you have two woods, like two woods is to root for instead of yeah. just Tiger. <laughs> is Charlie going to wear red and black on Sunday? That oh, is the big question. He got to. Maybe he'll go red and black on Thursday to go completely Ooh. opposite, you know? Or maybe he'll do red pants, black shirt. <gasps> That's a good idea. You know? Kind of get that, that, genera- that Gen Z yeah. style going, you know? With like a, a crazy wild. looking hat. Yeah. I like, I like it. it. I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless. Oh, yeah. But I'm hoping it'll be, I'm sure it'll be great television. Because there's some other yeah. good like couple like mm-hmm. uh, team ups, right? None oh, yeah. that I think are as popular, obviously, as the dailies. Got, and the you, got the, you got the Nicholases. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think who else. There's 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 a few. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting ones. regardless. And then I'd love if they did like uh, more celebrity like pro am type mm-hmm. stuff because I mean you got people like Tony Romo who's really good. Yeah, and you got Steph and Peyton, and I mean there's just a lot of a lot of good celebrity golfers out there. It's a good thing for golf. It makes golf a little more exciting for the people who aren't super into it yet. Yeah. Um, it's 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 good. It's a good thing to kind of mix all of that together and make it a little more entertaining, have more entertaining commentators and, and stuff like that. It is a lot of fun. Especially, too, like, because Steph's sport, obviously, with basketball, most of the people that demographically watch basketball don't play or have any interest in golf. Right. So the fact that, like, people that are huge Steph Curry fans, which there are a ton most likely watched or watched part of that match. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And he looked good. Like, I mean, he had the mm-hmm. swag all down, and and he played fine. Like, I mean, he, yeah. he held his own. They didn't get, like, destroyed. So I thought that was really cool to see, too, because, you know, I mean, with football, yeah, but you've got a lot of, a, a lot of people in the football demographic also most likely play golf. Yeah. And, you know, with basketball, it's just very young, very, Mm -hmm. very young watchers and people that are really into it. And golf is, it's getting more to be a young sport, but it's that it's just kind of in the beginning stages, it looks like now. Yeah. But hey, we get masters in like three, four (laughs) months again. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. How about, who do you think, so earliest projections, the earliest projections. Who you got? Well, you know, every time I Tiger project <laughs> something, my heart's gonna say I want to, I want Tiger to win. I want him to win too. But you know, I could really see I could I could see DJ pulling a Tiger and doing a two peat yeah. with the Masters. Um you know, I, I think he's just so good and I you know, if his if his putter is on all four days, he's gonna win. Yeah, he is because it's just it's he's that one player that if that one part of his game is on, it's not a contest. Because he doesn't make much mistakes 
up until that. He's a fantastic iron player, and he's good off the tee. You know, just... I mean, yeah, you have to hope that he can't putt, which means if he, which all that means is that he's going to be making pars instead of birdies. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, so he's going to be in the top of the leaderboard regardless. But I, but I also know, and I keep saying this, Rory is just one piece away. Yeah. From 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 winning big again, it's he just, was one. If he didn't have that bad day, he yeah. would have easily been close to winning. Yep, he was one good round away from winning that thing, um, and he I, he just has such a consistent swing. And if he can just pull it all together at once, I know he can win. But yeah, I'd say I, I'm gonna go with the Vegas odds, which would be DJ uh, for a two beat. You know. Yeah, I'm thinking so too. Uh, it's just the way he played, and there was just there's just no signs of him like slowing down. You know, it's not like somebody who's not that great winning because they just put together a great round. I mean, Dustin's the number one player in the world for a reason. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's in his prime right now. Right <laughs> now, this is his prime. Yeah, he really is. It, it's the best golf that he's going to play ever. But I mean, he could keep that going for three years, too. Yeah. Because he's what, like 35 we talked about? He's yeah, like, something like that. 34, 35. So, I mean, he's got five years before he reaches 40 where he could be better than everybody else. Yeah. Justin Thomas, too. He's a good pick, I think. And JT's young. He's still in his 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got... And that who's that Australian kid? Cameron Smith, right? Cameron Smith, yeah. He was... He, he pulled off some of the most craziest shots mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I think Matthew Wolf has an extremely bright future. Man, he's young, but he's he's young, but he's been, you know, in the game. You know, he's been close multiple times. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's younger than both of us, so yeah. Which um, is just outrageous. I'm just yeah. trying not to, you know, <laughs> hit my chip two feet from hitting it straight into the ground. <laughs> it's it's so funny, man. Some days, I mean, I'm like, man, I, I really got this golf thing down. Oh, yeah. And then some days, it just wreck you. It's like you'd never played before. It's like, yeah. And honestly, it's because I'm focusing too much on one aspect instead of just swinging the, the club. Right, yeah. It's like, that's what the range is for, to focus on an aspect. I right. just need to swing, and wherever it goes, wherever it goes. Yeah. I try too much to shot shape, you know, because I just yeah. want to be able to. I just I just want to hit the ball straight. Yeah, that's what <laughs> like I need to with do. My, with my drive, with my driver now, I literally just aim right to the middle of the fairway. Yeah, and it's like okay, e- either because I I don't curve the ball out of control, so no, I know you don't. okay, either this is gonna draw a little tight or it's gonna cut a little tight. Either way, it should be either on the left side of the fairway or the right side of the fairway, and it'll be fine. Yeah, especially if you're able to keep that face square. Then yeah. you're able to be fine, you know, and that's why I was trying to help Tony with today is just like keep that club face closed because he likes to open it up and that's mm-hmm. where he hits those big sweeping slices. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, keeping the club face square, that's the number one thing. Your yep. it, Whatever your path is, that can always be, you can play whatever path you have. If that club face is square, it'll be a little draw or a little fade. Yep. Like, I mean... But it's got to be square, because as soon as it's not, that's when way more starts to happen. But 
it's probably the hardest thing in golf is keeping the club face square. Yeah. There's so much rotation going on. Mm-hmm. That's why Dustin is as good as he is because he keeps it square throughout a, a large part of his swing, more a than most huge, people. Yeah, a huge part of his swing. I don't know. I don't know how he doesn't break his wrist. Yeah. Every swing, it's it's very impressive. Because he's got that huge bowed wrist yeah. in the backswing. So, I mean, he keeps it square almost throughout the whole swing. He just swings his body. and the club, But, I mean, he's also mm-hmm. playing the best out of anybody. <laughs> yeah. You know his driver is set to a little bit of a draw? Really? Yeah. He said that I was looking at a guy actually create his driver, one of the tailor-made guys. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they set his driver to a little bit of a draw. That's how he likes it. And I don't know. He says it helps him. But he doesn't. He, he never hits a draw. Yeah, he hits cut. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that keeps him from over... Mm, yeah. Maybe overdoing out to in or something? Yeah. yeah, something like that. It gets a little more heel weight, so yeah. it keeps him from overcasting. Maybe that's mm-hmm. probably what it that's is. Probably what it is. But still, yeah. it's odd for somebody yeah. that doesn't ever hit a draw. Yeah. Did you see but, him uh, hit left-handed? Two hundred ninety-yard drive. Left-handed. Yeah. No big deal. He had said that in an interview because they were doing interviewing a bunch of golfers. Like so, you know, how many hole in ones did you hit? Just a bunch of random questions, and it was like, how far could you drive the ball? Like, with the opposite hand. And everyone's like, you know, I don't know if I could hit the ball. Maybe 40 yards, maybe 100 yards. Yeah. And DJ's like, I don't know, 290 yards. <laughs> I, that makes me feel, it, it makes me feel like, I think that might be a Kuza thing. Because um, one time I was talking to him on the range and I had a, I had just bought a new Ping driver. And he was like, hey, what you got there? And I was like, yeah. Ping G30, and he's like, oh, let me see. And he, he and, and Kuza's left-handed. Right. And he grabbed my driver, 300-yard drive, easy. Just striked <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe he, maybe it's a just to the, understand what yeah. the body's doing and not just swinging, like, so you could yeah. do it however. And that, that'll help in, like, a tricky situation, like, if you've got to switch sides and kind of, you know, hold the club Flip in the a club weird upside way. Down. And, yeah, put it upside down and hit it left-handed. Yeah, you know, that'll that'll come in handy. God, it'd be so funny if he he pulled a left-handed driver and a right-handed <laughs> driver in the same bag, so that he could just hit the same cut and just so it's like, oh, this is a draw hole. I guess I'm going to hit it left-handed, <laughs> and just totally because I mean, like baseball players are swing ambidextrous, like that's yeah. a normal thing. But in golf, mm-hmm. I mean, you you, know, you only get a limited amount of clubs, so there's no reason yeah. to play anything but your strong side. Yeah. But that would be fun. Yeah, and, you know, Phil is naturally right-handed. I did not know that. Oh, you didn't? No. He uh, he writes with his right hand. He throws with his right hand. Um, he is left-handed in golf. His dad made him golf left-handed so that they could face each other um, while oh. teaching him. But he does everything else right-handed. Interesting. Yeah. And now he's known as lefty. Like, he's yeah. the left-handed <laughs> golfer. Yeah. But Bubba Watson is technically more left-handed than he is. <laughs> That's so interesting. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Yeah, Bubba Watson too, man. That that dude's driver swing. Yeah, it's an, it's weird. It's he is weird the swing. like pinnacle of the person that is just play your swing. If you play yep. a, a high sweeping slice, then aim super far left. Like, yep. And honestly, I was listening to something where they were talking about when you know we're always trying to get better, and it's good to have 
a stock shot in the bag, whatever it is. Yeah. If it's a like, if it's a big slice, then play that. Just aim yeah. left, and then like, because if you're having a bad couple holes and you just need to get in the fairway, it's like if you're stock without like with just swinging without thinking is a slice, then play that, and then eventually as you get your tempo and confidence, then you can start working on it. Yeah, I thought that was good because it's like. Sometimes just play your shot, man. Like, and Bubba Watson is that. He plays that huge cut. Huge cut, yeah. Huge cut. But he gets it. I mean, he he also can put it exactly where he wants to. Like, yeah. he's just really good at it. But that's his shot. And he, I mean, his new ping Bubba driver is pretty. Oh, it's hot. It's like, really nice. I know. I, I'm eventually... I'm gonna play this TaylorMade driver for a while, but I'm probably gonna go back to a pink driver at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, I lo- yeah, you I hit loved, pink drivers really well. I loved my G30 driver so much. Um, but yeah, well, guys, um, look out for that post, and you know, obviously, me and Tony are gonna win, but feel free to feel free know, to put some votes our way. Yeah, your vo- votes came in Adam's way, but you know, we'll be walking victorious for sure. Uh huh. Yeah, we'll see about that. Hopefully, honestly, we should probably get some like videos from the course. Yeah. To to post because that'll be nice. Um, and then it's gonna be a good round because we'll play Golden Hills. None of us have played there a ton recently. Yeah. So it could really go anyway. It's n- nobody's in. It's not in anyone's favor, and it's gonna be a good day. So we'll just have to make sure we can get into. <laughs> None of us have really even checked for a tea time, right? Yeah, I'll call tomorrow and make a tea time. <laughs> we're, we're saying like, oh yeah, we're playing Golden Hills and we're gonna call because we were gonna play Charwood. Yeah, they, and got, they, a they got a tournament, so yeah. we're gonna scramble a little bit. Worst comes to worst, we'll play Cobblestone. There you go. Drop a cool seventy-five bucks. Ah, what are you gonna do? You know, it's golf. <laughs> the podcast will pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support the <laughs> podcast, guys, so we can play at a nice golf course at uh, Anchor.fm/slash Bogey or better. <laughs> Throw a couple Benjamins our way. Yep. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you all next week with uh, the final results. Woo! Yeah, guys. See ya. See ya.